Hey everybody, it's Lights Camera Jackson and you are listening to the LCJ Q&A podcast. And guess what? Batman is flying onto your screens for the holiday season with Merry Little Batman available on Prime Video. Joining me right now, writer Morgan Evans. Morgan, congratulations on this movie. Thank you so much and uh, Merry Little Batman to you. Merry I'm trying to get that to catch on. <laughs> yes, I think it will. I think it'll catch on with so many families. I loved watching Batman's eight-year-old son, Damien, lead the way with this. Tell me about crafting a joyful eight-year-old to lead this holiday movie. Yeah, it was fun. I think, you know, originally we were going back and forth. And for a while, it was maybe little Bruce. And, and we we were kind of thinking, like, you know, what would be the most interesting thing to see? Like, what would the fans love? And, and also, like, what kind of movie would I have loved to see at that age? Because I was a little kid who just wore a Batman cape and cowboy boots for, like, eight years. Way too long, honestly. And um, and we eventually landed on Damien, who's just such a rich character with such deep lore. And, and I'm such a fan of the Neil Adams books and stuff. And, and so as soon as it kind of clicked that it was going to be Damien, a lot of things just fell into place. I mean, he's such a, he's such a great character and it was so fun to kind of tell an, uh, like a new origin story of Damien in a way. Yeah. And then you have Bruce Wayne, who is this very thoughtful, caring dad. The emotion that Luke Wilson puts into his voice performance and the dialogue that this Batman has about being a father is really sweet, really well written. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was really important to me to, you know, thinking about what kind of father Bruce would be, you know, having lost his own parents. Um, And so obviously, you know, the most important thing for him is to protect Damien's childhood, a thing he never had. Um, and that would make him kind of a helicopter parent or a batcopter parent. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And and over the course of the movie, Damien faces off against some iconic villains. I don't want to give away all of them or many of them because they are such surprises and the entrances that they have are great. Without spoiling things too much, how did you decide who you wanted Damien to face off against as he's protecting Gotham City and how you wanted to incorporate them? Well, a few of them just seemed obvious to me. Like, you know, what goes hand in hand with the holidays more than Poison Ivy just thinking about like, you know, there's trees, there's wreaths everywhere during the holiday season. So it was kind of a no brainer to put, you know, the goddess of plants in this thing, <laughs> as well as the penguin, you know, I mean, what goes better with the holidays than penguins and snow. So I think jumping off from there, and we always knew that in addition to, you know, these new kind of bumbling burglar characters that we were going to want to like, break out of Wayne Manor, go into Gotham, really let Damien shine and, and see what he can do out in the big world. And, and, and it was just a, you know, what's a Batman story without the Joker? So immediately it was like, all right, these burglars have to be working for the Joker. And if they're working for the Joker and they fail, who else is the Joker hired to make, you know, to make his plan come to fruition. And and we kind of extrapolated from there. You know, what's interesting is a line that comes along early on, basically, when crime returns to Gotham City, because it's been since Damien's birth, the crime in Gotham City. And all of a sudden, Damien is happy that crime is back because he wants to see his father (laughs) in action. Do you honestly think that Batman thrives on crime existing? 
<laughs> I, I mean, I think that's, you know, a plot point in a lot of my favorite Batman stories is, is this idea of, um, is what he, is what Batman doing? Is that stuff, you know, altruistic or is it like revenge, right? Is it, is it about cleaning up Gotham or is it about like satisfying Batman's own personal thing, you know? And so I think that Damien obviously having kind of a, you know, kind of a scary backstory a little bit. His mom is a big supervillain. We really wanted to play with that kind of Luke Skywalker-esque, you know, is he going to go to the the light side or the dark side? And, you know, Bruce has cleaned up Gotham, which is great for everybody who lives in Gotham, but for a kid who wants to be a superhero, that's the worst thing in the world, right? Like, all you'd want to do is fight crime, but if there's no crime to fight, you're not really thinking about the huge importance of that thing. You're just thinking, I want to fight bad guys. <laughs> and so that's really where, where Damien comes from in this movie. Yeah. And, and yeah. one of the uh, very sweet, there's a lot of sweet scenes in Merry Little Batman, but one of them is Damien discovering this new suit that his father has left him that he'll eventually wear, but he wears it now. And the communication that Bruce has with him as he goes on this epic journey. It was important to get Bruce and, and Batman like out of the house so that Damien could really do his own thing and shine. But we also, of course, wanted this to be a, a Batman movie in the true sense of the word. So we, of course, wanted Batman to be involved. And it just felt like kind of a waste to to get Batman out of the house and just strand him in Nova Scotia. So we came up with this kind of this way of of having him threaded throughout the film in the form of Bat Dad, which I think for Damien is a, is a source of comfort for, throughout the film. Um, and, and then it's also you know you got Luke Wilson. You want Luke Wilson in the whole movie if you can. <laughs> he does such a great job. He does. He does. I've got Morgan Evans here with me talking about Merry Little Batman. Watch it with your family this holiday season on Prime Video. One of the uh, things that's great about being a superhero, according to the movie, is it takes focus, responsibility, and sacrifice. How would you apply those three things to writing and working on Merry Little Batman? Well, I think that focus is obviously really important. Like, when you're tasked with exploring this deep lore it's really important i think to take a look at the history take a look at your favorite batman comic books take a look at your favorite batman movies and 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 go from there think about like what you would want to see as a fan you know really apply that focus i'm sorry what's the second one <laughs> responsibility responsibility to the fans clearly after you exactly that, you right to make sure you get it right yeah I think, I think that's exactly right. And you're also responsible to the characters, you know, I think you're responsible to, you know, make sure that, that they feel true. Um, you know, regardless if you're doing like a kid's Batman movie that's more for the whole family or whether you're doing like a very adult Batman, you know, comic book or something, it's really important to, to be responsible for those characters. And then for sacrifice, you know, I think writing a screenplay is not the final product. You know, the screenplay is a jumping off point for hundreds and hundreds of talented artists to, to put their mark on this thing. And, and I think sacrificing is sometimes putting that ego aside and saying, Hey, here's this Batman story I came up with. Now run with it and do your thing. And it's art by committee, you know, and, and really just being egoless about it and, and letting it be birthed into the world, however it may come. Yeah. 
what I think is a wonderful message, there's several in this, but one of them being kids having the opportunity to amaze adults, to just blow them away with their skills in whatever they love doing. That's a fantastic theme that really comes through. Yeah, thank you so much. I know as a kid, all I ever wanted in the world was to grow up, you know. And so when thinking about what Damien would want to, it's that, you know, which of course is the opposite of what Bruce wants, which is to, you know, have his baby boy for as long as he possibly can. Yeah, I I think families are really going to embrace this. What are your holiday season plans now that this movie is out there uh, for everybody to check out on Prime? And I know some screenings of the movie were also in some theaters nationwide, which was awesome. What are your holiday plans, Morgan? And are they bat related at all? They are absolutely bat related. Uh, I'm going to have a party on on the 8th uh, and invite all my friends to come watch the movie. Um, we're going to be watching it. And then, uh, when I go home for the holidays to Arizona to see my parents, uh, and my brother, we're, we're all going to sit around the tree and, and watch Batman for the first time. So I'm really, really excited. That's good. I, I hope it's a wonderful experience for all of you. And maybe there's, uh, some Batman ornaments that you put on the tree. There's a lot of them out there. I definitely, I have, I have a bunch of Batman ornaments on the tree, actually. <laughs> and some Teen Titans go and a lot of my, pe- my tree is very DC themed. Oh, very good. That's right. You worked on uh, some Teen Titans go, right? Some episodes of that. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I started with Batman and then through meeting everybody at Warner Brothers and, and kind of the DC universe over there, I was introduced to, to Pete and Peggy who, who make Teen Titans go. And I've been fortunate enough to write some really, really fun episodes for them. That is such a good show, entertaining as heck. And the movie on the big screen a few years ago is uh, such a treat, as is this movie. I think, you know, I've got a five-year-old cousin who dressed up as Batman for Halloween, and I think he will see himself in Damien so much, and so many kids uh, watching this are are just going to fall in love with it. So congratulations, Morgan Evans. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Uh And now joining me to talk about Merry Little Batman is Emmy-winning writer Jace Ricci. Jace, congratulations on the movie. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Jackson. Thanks for for taking the time to talk to me. It is such a fun holiday movie. It's a superhero movie, but it's also a holiday movie. I first want to ask you what went into making sure the holiday aspects of this were nice and special. You know, I think uh, there's (laughs) the holiday aspects. I mean... I, I, I'm sorry, Jackson. Can we say spoilers? Or I, I, I shouldn't. But you know, we have certain. We have a Santa scene, which a certain supervillain is involved with. I think. Mm-hmm. But I think you know. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I think it touches all the hallmarks. One of the things that that was really great about this project is it does touch all the hallmarks of a holiday, especially like a big city holiday. Like you'd imagine, there's the holiday parade, there's the big Christmas trees, there's the Santa at the mall. Um, but at no point do they overtake the story. It's still a story about this, you know, this little boy trying to prove something to his dad, trying to, to become a hero. So I think um, without letting too much of the Christmas stuff overshadow, I think it just set a really nice stage because Batman is inherently like, there's a lot of Batman stories. For some reason, there's a strange relationship between Batman and Christmas. They kind of go together and I'd never seen them put together this way, which was really exciting. And one of the great ways and, and elements of this is the belt, this gift that Damien is going to get. He gets it. He uses it in interesting ways. And then it's taken from him. You spoke with Morgan and that guy's amazing. And and I, I came into the project 
um, after a lot of the story had been, been hammered out. And, but the belt was something that came on when, when I was on. And for me, it was very important because at its heart, this is, it's a story. I mean, we've all been there, uh, as, as kids, you know, you, you want to prove to your, your mom or your dad, in my case, my dad, that, um, that, that you're, gr- you're a grown up, you're ready, you're that rite of passage. And you have that thing that you, you know, that, that's what that belt indicates. Like if I have that belt, you know, that's like a driver's license or it's like, you know, being able to ride your bike or it's, it's that something that you can show that proves to your dad or proves to the adult or the important person in your life that you are grown up and you are one of them. At the end of the day, you, you learn that's, that's, that's just the belt, you know, really about being a, you're grown up and you're grown up inside. And, and part of our story without giving, like I said, without giving a story away, uh, too much away is Damien or our little Batman has to realize he's not quite an adult yet. He's not quite, he's, he's ready for the belt, but like he's still got a lot to grow. So, um, for me that the utility belt really draws together the whole idea of coming of age. Yeah. Yeah. And Damien is a great lead and the voice actor, Jonas Kibrib, has done a lot of voice acting on animated shows recently, is also going to be Elio in Pixar's Elio movie coming in 2025. What a talent. He he really um, gives us the holiday spirit and the joyful spirit of being Batman's son through this character. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, he's phenomenal. Like, I just, you know, I, not as much as like, you know, Mike uh, or um, or a lot of the people in the movie, you hear his voice over and over in the same lines over and over. And you'd think at some point it would st- just stop being adorable and stop being funny and stop being emotional. But it's not. You hear something different every time. And it's it's really unique that you have such a young actor or young performer able to deliver that level of performance. It's It's really inspiring. Also great performances from Luke Wilson and James Cromwell voices Alfred. How about the first time when you heard James Cromwell deliver some of this Alfred dialogue? I've been a fan of of his work for a long time. We're going way, way back to the 80s, like, although it's not a PC movie now and it didn't age well, but he was in Revenge of the Nerds. He was the original nerd. He started the nerd laugh. So I've always been a fan of James Cromwell all the way through. And um, I worked on this before I knew exactly who was doing the cast. And then when I heard the voices, I was like, oh my God, this is, it's amazing. But when you see, you know, somebody that you grew up with and you get to hear their voice and you get to actually write words for them, it's, it's great. Yeah, Babe, one of my all-time favorite movies as well. It's uh, it's terrific to hear him in this. I've got Jace Ricci here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast talking about Merry Little Batman. Watch it on Prime Video. What kind of Cape Crusader research did you do to want to make sure that you pleased all the Batman fans of all ages? Well, um, I'll be honest with you, Jackson. I've been a Batman fan since I was four, so uh, I've... I am a familiar with what Batman fans are from all ages because I've been there and so are my children. Um, this was not my first Batman project, actually. This was, uh, funnily enough, this was because I, I work with Warner Brothers. It was the, f- I think, fourth iteration or fourth version of Batman that I w- worked on this year um, wow. or in that year. I'm sorry. Um, and, and you know, it's an honor and a, and a privilege. And, um, you know, and that's really the beauty of the character because no two Batmans that I worked on are really when you go watch a Batman movie or TV show are the same, but they're all the same. You know, they're all Batman. It's just like Adam West is Batman and so is Michael Keaton and so is Kevin Conroy and so is on and on Christian Bale. They're all Batman, but they're just different iterations. And Luke Wilson is Batman. So really, I, I it was it was kind of like a dream job because it, it was just so much fun putting in homages and tips to us, some of the other Batman media out there, you know, so the, the, even the, you know, I hate to say it disparagingly, but the Schumacher movies, there's some, there's a couple there, nods there and, and Burton right. and, and 
Adam West and, you know, all the Batmans that have come before it. Um, so it was really just a matter of like, are you making yourself happy? And the answer was yes. I, I enjoyed it. So I'm sure it made some Bat fans upset, but hopefully for the most part, they see it's all done with love. Yeah, I think Batman fans of all ages will totally embrace this story, embrace the action that's in it. What do you think after working on this project and the many others that you've been a part of? What is the secret to the longevity of the impact of Batman? Um, you know, that's a great question. And um, I wish I had this really cool answer primed for you. Uh, you know, I'll just say he is kind of like enduring like Dracula or Sherlock Holmes, where it is just uh, there's all these different iterations, but you could just take them in all different uh, different directions. And I think maybe that's part of what the allure is, because there's something it's that sort of duality in his character that like is somewhat identifiable he's like a normal person that on the surface but deep down he's greater than any of us that we kind of aspire to that um i think is is relatable i think a lot of people can relate on different levels there's the icon there's iconography like look at how many different bat symbols there have been over the years but we still recognize them as bat like you can't even put a halloween cardboard bat up without like oh there's batman's bat or maybe i can't because i'm a bat nerd and everything i see is batman but i think he it's just it's it's both part of the 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 general appeal of his character but also we're coming up he's what 100 years old now right coming up like 90 something yeah yeah um very few people were alive know a life without batman you know he's part of our culture right now so i think that's what makes him you know like a lot like superman and stuff like that um that's what makes them so indelible is that like superheroes in general are just part of who we are like my kid learned the word hulk before he learned the word green and that's how he described green i don't know if i can say that so it's just like it's just part of who we are as we grow up and batman is leading the pack i think in terms of superheroes wow yeah so yeah clearly uh your kids into the superheroes lots of kids are into the superheroes and what's a really nice theme about this movie is damien has the ability to impress his dad with the skills of being a superhero and the enthusiasm for it you said that you've loved this character since you were about four years old what when you were about that age and and getting towards Damien's age were you so enthusiastic about that you wanted to share with the world well I think you know given then back then when I was four the the options and the opportunities to see superheroes were much much uh slimmer Mm. really because we're talking before Michael Keaton before Tim Burton it was just you know the comic books that you could convince your mom or dad into buying you the super friends, which was just a a mainstay. And when you got to catch Batman on TV, you couldn't record it. So you had to catch it after school. And so it was, that's where it kind of started for me. And, and, you know, I think it's falling in love with that. The, I don't want to say, and it sounds pejorative. I don't mean to sound it that way, but it sounds, you know, um, the cheesier Batman, the lighter Batman, because we didn't hit the Frank Miller stuff yet. Right. And we didn't hit the, the, um, the you know the tim burton stuff but there was something about falling in love with that lighter uh sillier batman that made you once a pre then when the darker batman came up and in your formative years you're like oh this is so great the dark knight is awesome and it's gritty and it's all of those things and you know it's basically harkening back to his origins but you know for that generation we didn't realize it but then as you get older you kind of realize you kind of uh, uh realize and appreciate that sort of slappy stick too so i the slapstick too so i feel like um just being a bat fan this long i've i've sort of been able to appreciate both 
both of the main approaches to the character. And I'm so glad that the Adam West version is still in reruns on TV channels. And I think similar to this movie, Merry Little Batman, I think it's going to be appointment viewing every holiday season on Prime Video for so many families. How are you spending the holidays? Is it bat related as we kick off the first year with Merry Little Batman on everyone's minds? Well, you know, it's great. Um, there was a special screen. My, my son has a summer birthday and, uh, there was a special studio screening for the people who work the crew family screening to see the movie. So he actually got to see it on his birthday and he loved it. Wow. On his 11th birthday. It was a great birthday present. Not that, you know, and it still, it still works in the summer, which was great. So I'm sure that we're all planning to watch it. I know it comes out this week and I'm excited and, and my family's excited. My mother-in-law who didn't know who Batman was before, you know, I married my wife, uh, you know, was going to watch it. So it's, it's going to be, I think, he, but probably an annual thing. You're right. Like I, when I first saw it, even before, cause I saw a very uh, early animatic of it mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd, I'd worked with Mike Broth and I'd known him for a while and he told me about the project and I was like, Oh yeah, Damian Wayne. Okay. Uh, bat, bat project sounds, sounds Christmas. Okay. Sounds okay. You know, and like, I trust Mike. So, but then he invited me to a screening and I was, I, even though it was a rough thing, I, I at, right immediately after I said, Mike, this, this is going to be a classic. This would be great. How do, how do, how can I be a part of it? And he was generous enough to, to ask me to, to help out. Nice. Yeah. Congrats to Mike Roth and congrats to you on Merry Little Batman. It is going to be annual viewing for so many. Thank you, Jace, for being here today on the LCJ Q&A. Oh, thank you so much, Jackson. It was, this was a pleasure. Thank you to Morgan Evans and Jace Ricci for Merry Little Batman. Watch it on Prime Video. For all these Q&As, read them at animationscoop.com and listen to these episodes of the LCJ Q&A wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Lights Camera Jackson.